first off, welcome everyone to Super Upper Punch. And I'm going to let my guest introduce himself. Uh, why don't you uh, tell everybody who you are, where you train, what your main martial arts are. Yes, uh, my name is uh, Edwin Junio Casio, but I go I go by the nickname Juni. Everybody knows me as Juni. I don't like using my government name too much. <laughs> uh, but I have to put it out there because sometimes like people are like, who's Edwin? I'm like, it's Edwin Junio Casio. But sometimes on the poster it'll say like Juni or Edwin. So... Just Junie, it's fine. Uh, I'm a brown belt uh, in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu on the Marillo Santana, and I train out of Unity Jiu-Jitsu, and I'm also an instructor there. All right, all right. And Unity Jiu-Jitsu is here in Manhattan. Uh, well, yeah, Unity Jiu-Jitsu is here in Manhattan uh, on the east side, uh, 37th in between 5th and Madison. And that gym's a little newer, too. They've only been open for like maybe like four years. Yeah, it? it's a little newer, a little smaller. It's like a, it's like an elite-level mom-and-pop's gym. It's it's really uh, weird the way it is because we're not huge like as far as space. Yeah. And we don't have nowhere near the amount of students everyone else has. But, you know, it's quality. You know? Well, a lot of gyms are popping up like that. A lot of gyms are uh, – they seem to be – I don't want to say boutique jujitsu yeah. because that makes it sound like it's a little like frumpy. Yeah. But it's it is like that like smaller scale, more attention to detail sort of thing. Yeah. Same thing that you were mentioning before we were on the air about like Master Sky, how yeah. it is similar. Yeah, yeah. Master Sky is awesome. Uh I like uh I like the instructors there. Uh I'm very picky about my instruction because I teach and I yeah. teach at a certain way and I have very high standards for the way I instruct and the way it is given, the information is given to the students, how to run the class, all that stuff. But there, you know, there's different different ways to do things, and uh, I think a couple gyms do it well, and I think uh, Alex is one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, Unity does as well. I've I went there uh, like maybe like like two three months after they opened up for uh, a class and. If it weren't for the fact that it's so far from me, I would probably go a lot more often. Yeah, but it was still great, great training in there. Yeah, the, the room is the room is good training no matter what time of day you come in. So it's pretty cool. I mean, I love it. I, it's uh, it's my style of a of a gym. You know? Well, uh, tell us about uh, where you started in uh, martial arts and what was the first thing that got you on this journey. So, um, like I said before, uh, I I liked the uh, uh, the fake wrestling on TV, <laughs> and uh, I thought it was awesome. Uh, uh, I think uh, I got into that wrestling from there, and then I did it in high school wrestling. And did you go to high school here? Uh, no, I went to Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, I was uh, born in New York, but raised in Pennsylvania. Okay. And then uh, I moved back to New York when I was nineteen. But um, in uh, so I had a really, really, really tough upbringing, a very, very uh, negative environment. So uh, as I was growing up, the only thing I actually did that made me feel like I was worth something or like uh, that I was good at anything was wrestling in high school. You mm -hmm. know, it was the only way I can get my frustration out. So I did really good in, in high school wrestling my first year as a as a as a, a freshman. I think I think I was a freshman. Jesus, such a long time ago. Uh, but. Uh, I did well there, and I, I knew I loved it. Uh, I, I fell in love with mixed martial arts. I used to watch UFC, and, and I got all into it. And I, I used to watch the videos and train the moves and, and all this stuff. Without, back when it was like still yeah. on VHS and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, back when it was on VHS. So it was uh, one of those things. Um, but I, I loved wrestling. And then uh, I, from wrestling, uh, again, I had a negative environment, so I fell off track. You know, uh, You know, drugs and a bunch of other things came into play. So uh, I veered off, and I lost the only thing I was really good at. Yeah. Uh, from there, I tried to go back, and I didn't do so well. It kind of, like, messed up my mind frame for it. And then I went back again, 
And then I finally did good. And I finally started to feel normal again. I was like cleaning up my act and everything. And then I popped my ACL. <laughs> and then I totally, I, I didn't have the guidance to, to fix that problem. And uh, you were just still doing wrestling at this time? Yeah, I was still doing wrestling at this time. I was in high school, I was just wrestling and, mm. you know, uh, working, stuff like that. Uh, but I didn't have the guidance to... Uh, my my family's not so great with, like, helping somebody get to where they have to get to to fix those things. And so I really didn't have insurance. I didn't have anything to fix it. So uh, we're going to fast track a little bit. And I, I, I went off that for, like, six years, like that with my knee and it kept popping in and kept popping out mm -hmm. but i always still trained in my head i always wanted to do it nobody believed me everybody was like you know <laughs> this kid is on you know smoking every day in his room and he's doing all this stuff he's never he's never gonna be uh you know what he says he is i i think uh i decided to make a move and a change because i had nothing going on for me mm -hmm. and i went back to new york um I think my house went like for like bankrupt or something back then, and uh, we went from there to New York, and I found a job with like a really basic deli job, and but it came with benefits and it came with stuff if I, you know, kept the job. A deli job with benefits? Yeah, so it was like in a supermarket, so you oh, had okay. benefits. You All know right. what I mean? I thought um, you meant like a bodega or something. No, no, no. I was no, like, no. where is then this I, bodega? I never, yeah, it'd be amazing, right? <laughs> No, it was in a, a supermarket, and so I held that job, and I set a plan to, like, you know, as soon as I had uh, the the insurance, I can get the surgeries, and, and I followed the surgeries, then I joined a gym and did the rehab. Mm -hmm. So I did all this. I did everything the way I set it in my head. Uh, and I went through ACL surgery, and in my head, it was like, oh, I'm going to do the surgery. I'm going to be fine. And then I didn't realize that how much effort had to yeah. go into that surgery to recome. Because, I, you know, I wasn't out of shape. I was no muscle, no nothing completely gone and uh when i did that surgery that was the turning point in my life you know like that's when i realized that if i'm gonna do this i have to really give up everything so i gave up smoking i gave up the partying i gave up any bad thing i did and i focused solely on just therapy for over two years so when up until that point even up to the surgery you were still partying and shit? everything yeah, I, everything. And even during the – like once it was done, I still had that mind frame. You know, when you have the – I don't mean to get off like into the whole like uh, – No, no, you know, go, thing, ahead, but go ahead. It's a very big part of, of where I came from, and it's not like a feel-bad-for-me story. I needed that things to happen so that I can get where I'm at, and it's a much better place. But when you're – when you have that mindset of like uh, drug abuse and, and a negative environment and – good influence in your life is very easy to make everything coordinate around you partying and smoking and doing all the bad things instead of the other way around so when i did the surgery and i realized how much i had to how much i had to do and it was really tough yeah i realized that whoa i'm planning my workout i'm planning this around this and i'm like no it's not the way it's supposed to go and it really opened my eyes and 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 from there I just, I really just get everything, soda, ev everything. Damn. I just clean cold turkey, dropped it, worked. Man, I did therapy for a year. Um, my physical shirts, therapy. Physical therapy yeah. for a year, like a lot of therapy. Did you have to do any like like uh, like emotional therapy too just to no, get over that? No, that was like, later that on. Okay. That was later on. Uh, I'm, I, I like to think I'm my own emotional therapist. I literally <laughs> had to talk myself into everything. But uh, I think I did a year. I went and I tried this MMA gym, mm -hmm. and I was like, I don't need to think about it. I want to do this. 
right. Then I went. What gym was that? Uh, this is Ronan Athletics in New York, too. Okay. Right by Unity. Uh, it was my first gym. Okay, cool. Uh, it was cool. It was like an even smaller gym, but they did everything. They taught jujitsu, and they taught it well. I, I didn't think they really taught it like bad, but they taught it well. It wasn't the, uh, the way I'm instructed now, but it, 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 it was good. I had a good foundation from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked it. <clears throat> Said I wanted to do it. I went back. I, my knee was still acting up. So I went back to another year of therapy. Mm. As soon as I was done, I went right back. Joined up the gym. Uh, Realizing the first two weeks that I got my ass, the first month I got my ass whooped so bad, it, I contemplated <laughs> if I really wanted to do this. And I was like, man, do I really want to do this? Do I really, really, really want to do this? And then I went back, and then I trained every single day until now. And uh, I became I became one of the, like, you know, I've made a nice name for myself, and I'm uh, I'm at an elite level. I teach. I make a living off of all the stuff, and, and that took a long time to make. Yeah, happen. and it's still not like amazing. Like you're you're making money. You know, I'm doing what I love to do, but and it's actually much harder than a nine to five job because you're you know you have to grind to make money. You know? Yeah, yeah, but you but you enjoy it. But you enjoy the work that yeah. you do. So that's if if I was to overview it, everybody has the things where they look at the negatives. But if I overview my life right now, like I overview it, I'm like okay. You're training full time. You're a instructor. You're motivating people. I'm inspiring people. Uh, I'm competing at the highest level. You know, it's like a dream come true. You know. Yeah, yeah. So I when I when I step back and I stop feeling bad for myself and I look <laughs> at it and I'm like, oh, okay, this is where we're at. You know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I I also came from a place of addiction as well. So yeah. I saw how that impacted me when I was training, and I see the appreciation that it gives me now. Yeah, for what I'm able to yeah. do, and so I, I get that. I, I don't think a lot of people understand that. Um, a lot of, you know, it's not to judge people. I think if you had a great family and you had a great upbringing and you had no addiction, that's great, man. That's awesome. I mean, that's the way life should be. Yeah, that's not wrong, but there's a certain understanding that nobody gets unless you've been through it on the other side. So I can, I can understand somebody who's like full on addiction. And comes from a shitty family. Am I allowed to curse on you? Yeah, it's the internet. You yeah. can say whatever the right, fuck you uh, want. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, that comes from a shitty family, and uh, that doesn't have that support system and that stuff. You know, when I was doing this stuff, you know, I had a couple doors open up for me. Mm-hmm. I had a couple little people help me. Very few, uh, but nobody helped me. I mean, like everybody, I came. I had to do everything myself. I had to talk myself into it. I had to tell myself I believed in myself. And to this day, that's still something I struggle with. You know, yeah, I mean? yeah. To this day, my self-esteem issue is something that still comes up. You know, um, but you also know how to self-motivate, though. Too. Yes, I am. Yeah. That's something different from other people too. You yeah. know, I, I think I, I, I put it in my head differently than other people. Like I put it to my point where, like, oh, I feel like all oh, bad for myself and I'm all upset. And then I'm like, oh, what are you gonna do? You're either gonna, you know, lay down and cry <laughs> about it, or you're gonna get back up. You know, and you know, prove everybody wrong. And I just can't sit down on my ass for more than a day feeling bad, and, I, and I'll get back up and I'll be like, you know, it's 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 about a, we have to we have to prove it to myself that I can do it more than anybody else. Yeah, yeah, and and that also helps you hit that extra notch that a lot of other people can't yeah. during competition yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's times that you know when you're really getting your ass kicked. Yeah. That a lot of people are just like, oh, this is it. Then I guess. Uh, yeah, that's it. Especially in jujitsu, I think jujitsu is a very like clear sport you can you can baby jujitsu and be like oh you know like let's roll light let's roll whatever but 
I think if you want to fight at the highest level and you're ready for competitions, injuries happen. Yeah, injuries absolutely. Injuries happen all the time. If you train jujitsu long enough, you're gonna get a staff infection. You're gonna get ringworm. You're gonna. <laughs> I get don't want to hear that one. Uh, I can't. Imagine, I can't. Ima- you know, ringworm. Like, I've got. You're gonna get injuries. Or... That are gonna. You're gonna have to decide. You know what the competition is worth to you. Yeah. You know what, what you're gonna do to do this. And I can't tell you how many times I've done the craziest things that when I think back now, I'm like, what, what, what the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> you know, like. I really went and fought in that tournament all messed up on pills and broke my hand and was fighting, choking people out with one hand, Shit, knowing man. that at any point in time they can grab it and break my hand, you know? Damn. And I did that. Trust me, I did that. I I had a staph infection. I healed. I, it was the worst thing I ever came upon. It's the first time I ever had it. Blew up on my leg. I had like... F- I was out for like 10 days. I had 14 days, right? As soon as they pulled out the wound, right? I had the chance going back to the gym to get ready to go train for like the Nogi World Championships. So like I had to do this in 14 days. I shit you not. I had to heal up. I had to tape my leg every single day. I had to, it was the most craziest thing. And I was exhausted by the time I got there. And damn, man. I mean, I lost, but getting there for me for that time frame. What, how how much I've been through was just worth it. Like I was just like oh, I won already because, you know, people. That's it. That would have, yeah, yeah. They would have been like, no, I'm not fighting. You know, and they broke their hand. I'm not fighting. Guarantee it. You know, instead of, I grind my teeth out and figure it out most of the time how to how to fight through. You yeah, know, and, injuries. And and then you think back next time that you're training, you're like. Yeah. This ain't as bad as the time that I had staff. There's, there's no, nothing that'll yeah. be worse And then that, I think so. back, like, this ain't as bad as the time I had the ACL surgery, you know? Yeah, Or yeah, yeah. stuff like that. Um, I think I think it's important to gauge and choose. But I'm at an elite level, so most of the tournaments I, I do, either they're prestige tournaments or they're super huge with, with you know, like, you put your name on something, you agree to that stuff, and yeah. it's very, very unprofessional to to pull out at the last second unless it's absolutely necessary. And you yeah. got to gauge the pros and cons to to that you know for, for me i'm a tough dude i love to fight so unless i absolutely have to i'm uh, i'm gonna try to you know honor my commitment you know yeah. especially when there's money on the line to show yeah absolutely and there's money on the line to win you yeah. know you know i had a had a year this year of like i had the had a really good end of the last year really great like super great made a name for myself and um and then i had the worst year <laughs> right now, like the worst year. I, I shit you not. I, it's it's been so tough this year, and but you know I learn. Every injury is a learning process. Every every time you learn, you yeah. know I I know how to fight through injuries more than everyone else. Well, know? when when I first got in contact with you, you were uh, getting ready to compete uh, two weekends in a row. Yeah. Uh, actually, a friend of mine rec- uh, recommended you. Shout yeah, out tall. to Tall. Tall. Tall's awesome. Yeah, this is the second time he's come up. We, we actually used to work together. Yeah, at, yeah. At a different gym. He told me he was like, "Yo, you got to go on this podcast." I'm gonna have my friends set it up, and I'm like, "Okay, I'm down." I didn't know if he was gonna actually do it, and then he put it in. I was like, oh, "Okay, cool. I guess let's do it." You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tall's awesome. We miss him. If you're hearing it, we miss you. Yeah, I gotta get him in the studio, man. Next yeah. time he comes back to New York. Yeah. But, um. But yeah, I was definitely. Uh, Definitely preparing for those that were unsuccessful, uh, unfortunately. Uh, performances were great. We just had a we had a lot going on. I don't like to make excuses with uh, with injuries. When you enter uh, when you enter a tournament and you're injured, that's your problem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's not nobody's yeah. problem. That's your problem. You know, like it may be the reason why you lose. It may be the mental part. Maybe about, but at the end of the day, you got to own that shit, and it's not good to make that about that. Um, 
you 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 roll the dice. You know that's yeah. on you. You know if you can't take away from the other person, not his his fault. Like you you were injured. That's not my problem. If you were injured, I won. Yeah, or yeah, whatever. And and like I said, it's it's. Not something they're going to pull out of when money's on the line, too. Yeah. Uh, the last episode, we had some uh, amateur fighters in here, and they were saying how that's the number one thing that they have to deal with is that because there's nothing at, at stake, people are pulling out all the fucking time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so like, ah, oh, shit, I can't get yeah, a fight. Yeah. I can't keep a fight down. Yeah. But for you, it's like, all right, this is some real shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not huge money either, to, but, you know, to work to get to where I'm at, to even get money to show is, like, very hard, you know? And so now it's... uh it's like you have to commit to your commitments. And it's not good because you don't want to compete when you're not 100%. But you got to gauge, you know. I Man, I had choices to make this year, and I decided to roll the dice. And it didn't go in my favor. But that's that's my problem, and I was man enough to roll the dice. Will, will somebody else do what I did? Probably not, you know. Uh, I, had a, uh, I had a meniscus uh bucket hair bucket hair handle removed from my right knee from oh, my shit. ACL knee uh on July 10th <clears throat> and I had to fight on August 11th Damn, and man. I had to do a lot of therapy beforehand and it was a very very tight schedule I was cleared to fight but you know really wasn't recommended to fight in that time frame but I made like a 34 day plan and <laughs> I stuck to it and I trained four to five times a day of therapy. And by the f- second week, I went back to train light. By the third week, I was training hard again. Mm-hmm. And and I was cleared to fight by the fourth. A couple aches and pains, but I was good to go. But I rolled the dice because the fight was important to me. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the exposure, everything that you get with it was huge. And it wasn't great to lose in front of the world. But <laughs> the first happened. one was Kasai, right? The first or the one second was uh, Finishers. And okay. uh, I lost that one, but I didn't lose because I lost, I lost in overtime, mm-hmm. and it's like EBI rules. Okay. So I beat him up the whole round, literally the whole thing, and then uh, the the I messed up in overtime and he caught me. You know? Okay. So I, I kind of just lost. So that one we have to eat it a little bit, but not so bad. The second one I fought uh, on Kasai, which was huge. Um, that was a huge event. Uh, I was on previously on Kasai before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was the first qualifier champion. And I had a good fight, had a great competitor in front of me, um, and it was very even, felt great, nothing bothered me, uh, just rushed the points a little bit to get up, and uh, I got caught. Uh, we go back, we make those mistakes, fix those, but it is what it is. But you know, it, that there's nothing easy about losing in front of 1,500 people. No, not there's at all. Nothing, it doesn't matter if it's a, a decision, or what, a loss, or a win, it's not, it's not easy. So uh, yeah, it was tough, but... Um, Hey, we rolled the dice. We tried. And I can only be honest to myself, you know. I'm yeah. upset about it, but it is what it is. We got to learn from it and just keep going. Yeah, it's it's rough losing on such a large scale. Yeah. I mean, thankfully, uh, the um, my only loss on my record is the one fight that people couldn't show up for. <laughs> uh, so I just lost in front of a bunch of people that I didn't know. Yeah, so I was like, great, I don't eating. have to look yeah, at these yeah, people yeah, yeah, anymore yeah. after this. I know almost every gym in this city. Mm-hmm. Was like, before I joined Unity, before I left Unity, I used to train at my gym, but to get good training, I used to venture out to all the other gyms. Yeah. And on the weekend, I was training everywhere. So I just to get training, get different people and compete, and it worked. But everybody knows me, so... <laughs> There's, it's hard to escape that. And then in this day and age, you know, you, you lose, 
that shit's on social media for the next month before it dies down. Yeah. And then you're like, you know, you look at your phone and you're just like, not looking at my phone right now, you, you know. <laughs> and I gotta promote myself, and I gotta post, and you gotta do stuff that I really hate doing. But I can't do that right after a loss. I gotta wait. Yeah, you yeah. Know? You gotta wait. Well, how relevant are you now? You gotta, you gotta take a back seat. You know. Yeah. You gotta yeah. eat it a little bit when you see pictures up online. Man, the other day I had one of the guys that I like. Uh, that actually, he's from a different gym, uh, competitive, competitor gym, but. I like him, Craig Jones. Yeah, and uh, he just put up a he put up a photo of the guy going for my back on the picture, and it was just like, I like this guy, but that's I'm like fuck you, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I like him, you know, and, and that's part of the game. You you got to eat it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's not not like nobody's talking shit. It's just people promote themselves. They put pictures up of them winning. It's part of the game. Yeah, I mean, you know? there's there's some people that really embrace defeat super well. I think of um, uh, Tim Kennedy when he fought uh, Kelvin Gastelum. Yeah. And uh, afterwards, he posted a selfie of him in the hospital, and he's like, "Well, that sucked." Yeah. It's like that's like I guess the only thing you could yeah. do to really like truly embrace it. <laughs> you gotta own it. You yeah. Know? Um, but I'm I'm so uh, in my head when I when I do don't even do a, I could win the whole fight, I could win the whole tournament, but if that one fight in the tournament, I felt like I fought sloppy, I go crazy. Yeah, that's how crazy I am about it. Like so passionate about my performance and everything like that. It's a great thing, but it's also a bad thing. You know, you have to find that. I'm learning this lately. It's like finding the balance and uh, and knowing that it's okay to make a couple mistakes. Mm -hmm. And uh, and and that's how we learn and we move on. You know, yeah. every time I've had something in my way, I've always come back from it a lot stronger. So, one of my biggest wins in the first Kasai was after I was a purple belt for a while, mm -hmm. long, long, long time, and uh, I felt discredited, I felt like uh, nobody gave a fuck about me, and I was like, I'm a 130, I fight at 137 pounds, 135 mm -hmm. pounds. What do you walk around at? Uh, I walk around at like 140 and below. Okay. Right, or right now I'm walking a little heavier because I'm going up a weight. Okay. I'm trying to stay heavier, but it's not working. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, I last time for Kasai, I was like, all right, I'm done with this. They had a pro qualifier. I tried to get on fight to win. They denied me. They denied me. They didn't pick me. I was so pissed. I was like, fuck this. I'm doing the pro qualifier. I, I wanted to get on the Kasai pro card. They denied me too. So they're like, do the pro qualifier. I went up two weight classes to 155 pounds. That was the qualifier one. Think okay. about that. Like I'm a 135 pounder and I went up to 155 fighting. Like really, the guys can cut the day before, so I'm really fighting 175. Yeah, yeah, that's, guys. that's a huge. Difference. I win. The, I destroy the whole thing. I yeah. destroy the whole thing. I earn my spot in the eight man black belt tournament as a purple belt. Wow. Okay. I go on the stage. I fight. I draw with every single person in the round robin, mm -hmm. but I don't get my guard pass once. Nobody scores points, and I made it really competitive against people that are 170 pounds, a world champions. So. You know, sometimes when things go b bad for me, all of a sudden my mind switches. Yeah. And it's like, fuck this. I'm just going to fucking fuck the rules, fuck the weight classes, fuck everything. I'm going to go and I'm going to do my thing. It's kind of where I'm at right now. Damn, man. Uh, I'm kind of where, okay, we tried a lot of things this year. Did not work. We had a lot of upsets. We had a lot of things happen. Not everything that's happened, the pressure's off of me now. I finally can breathe. I can finally, like, okay, you know, like, my knee's great. Everything's great. Uh I have a fight next weekend, and uh, it's uh, it's Anogi Pants. Okay. And I'm just oh, shit. I'm so I'm excited to do that because I won it last year at purple, and I want to win it. Uh, I want to win it this year at brown. 
Nice. Yeah, nice. So that so it's gonna be interesting. I'm just looking forward to it. But I'm actually enjoying my training now. Uh, I'm I'm enjoying training a lot more now. My mind has shifted a little bit more. So uh, there's a lot of new promotions that are popping up too. Uh, like it seems like the grappling community just keeps on just expanding, expanding. You know, you mentioned uh, fight to win and yeah. uh, uh, a lot of places using new EBI rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and Kasai is huge too. Yeah. But uh, now there's like things like uh, uh, high rollers as well, which, which is, is interesting. Yeah, definitely. I'm not interesting. against it because I. <laughs> I used to smoke marijuana. I I, I love. I think marijuana is an amazing drug. I think uh, it's pretty awesome. But I I just I, I mean every now and then I might I might you, you might indulge a little bit. But I don't like smoke. Yeah. Um. But um. Edibles are cool. Yeah. Same same thing. But, but even yeah, that. Yeah, man. You know, hit it. I, there you go. I, you know I I I never had a. It's not the. It's how the drug reacts to me. How I react to the drug. So it's not downing marijuana. Yeah. Yeah. I just with my all my shit in my head, I just <laughs> I, I can't I can't be all messed up. But I'm all for it. Yeah. Like yeah. if you smoke and you know, I used to man, I used to be a different person, man. I used to be <laughs> I used to be um a really stereotypical Puerto Rican. I used to have, you know, my long, long, longer hair than this, earrings, chains. I used to have my I used to know how to roll blunt. I could do a cross blunt. I I, I call myself <laughs> retired from from it, but I was old school. You know, you had a vanilla Dutch. Man, I, I tell you, I would not smoke nothing without a vanilla Dutch. Damn. Man. Uh I would I would make I can make a a blunt out of scraps of a Dutch. <laughs> I can make everything. I shit you not, none of this. Uh, I I did it for a long time. I used to when I say I had a problem, I used to smoke like half an ounce a day. Damn. Man. A day. Jesus Christ. And among other things. But it was uh, it was like that. So I don't miss those things. But I, you know, marijuana is an awesome drug. It's cool. It, it, it helps people. Yeah, you know? yeah, it heals people. It's not the drug, and I think people try to put a bad name on that. But that might not be what it is. You might just have an addictive personality. That's true. That's you know true. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like I have, I use that shit to take my head away from all the shit I was going through. And when I woke from that shit, it was just run away from the problem. Yeah. And, and that that was me though. That's not everybody. I know plenty of people who smoke, train, and do life and and they live great lives. They treat their kids great. So it's just, you know, power to marijuana. I think it's cool that they did a tournament like that. I don't yeah. know how awesome it is. I think it's everybody cool. seems to have a good time. I, I, I think at it's it. cool and interesting. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think you want to give me that for eye roll. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think I'm going to stay away from that, you know. Uh, but I think it's cool. And it's also how you practice, too. If you're constantly practicing high, yeah. then competing high is probably going to be, you yeah. know. That yeah, yeah, it's probably a norm for you. Yeah, It's yeah. fine. And that's cool. That's you cool. don't. If you're training sober all the time and then yeah. suddenly you get high right before you compete, that's just going to yeah. fuck you up. I, res I, I respect the idea and I think it's cool. But, again, I I just don't. I, that's not the way I operate. Yeah, so it, yeah. it's not looks not looked down upon. I think it's cool. I, I don't, you know, smoke some marijuana, roll and try to fight. That's cool. Just uh, it's not gonna work for me. Probably not. I mean, not to say I would never do it. Maybe, but I, you know, that means I would have to practice being high rolling for like <laughs> a long time. You know? Yeah, and I don't think that's gonna happen. My training sessions are too grueling for me to worry about being high while I'm mm -hmm. while I'm rolling. Yeah. Have you uh, heard of a uh, quintet, the new uh, team based grappling? Yeah, I think that's cool. I think it's pretty dope too. I think that's so cool that they have five people, five and five or three on three, and you 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 could win, it, you win your match, but you could lose because the other team did a little bit better on their matches. I think I think yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Um, 
I would love to be in something like that. That that that'd be awesome. But uh, hey, it seems to be gaining a lot of traction. Yeah, man. Unity just, needs to make a team. We got to see, you know, who we would have a team. We have all those weight classes, man. Uh, our team's amazing. Uh, some of the most amazing people I've been around in my life. Uh, yeah, I think it's. I think that's awesome. I think the promotions that are coming up are really cool. I think uh, Kasai is a standard thing for uh, for New York now, which yeah. is cool. Um, you know, everybody who's in New York wants to be on Kasai. Yeah, know? yeah. I was I was on Kasai the first time. I was a main event. Uh, I won the qualifier. You know, I was there in the beginning, and you know, everybody wants to be on it, and that's cool. Um, but yeah, not everybody can be on it. So you got you got you got to really put your stuff out, and and, uh, and they don't they don't Kasai is one of the only cards that I think. Does a good job of making the the undercard the main event card. I mean, mm-hmm. like the undercard was better than the main event for the for the Kasai three. You know, yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah. I, I think uh, they do a really good job making the whole card and giving exposure to all the all the fighters coming up. I think it's yeah. great. Yeah, and and <clears throat> a lot of people were super excited about it. Just like seeing people talk about it online, uh, the social media buzz before it happened. Like yeah. there was so many people. I was like, damn, it's gonna be hard as fuck to get a ticket to this shit. Yeah, no, I think sold out. I think or it yeah. almost sold out. It was it was it was a beautiful venue, the ballroom. Yeah, um, I thought it was cool. Uh, I'm excited to see if they do it there again. Yeah, everybody that uh, I that I've yeah. ever trained with, it felt like was was. At yeah, I mean event. it's New York. If you train jujitsu. You want to see one. You want to support the people you love and know. Yeah. But it's the hottest card in New York. Yeah, I mean, you just want to see why, like high level. Yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't you go f- get a fifty dollar ticket and go? I mean, you do that for other things, you know. Yeah. So I'd be down. You know, as a spectator, it'd be something I'd go. I'd go to. Uh, usually, I'm not spectating too much, but um, <laughs> let's see. Maybe maybe I'll make it on that card. We'll see. Yeah. Well, hopefully, yeah. hopefully. Yeah. Maybe we'll force our way on the <laughs> You know, there's a there's gonna be a qualifier coming up. I lost the one which was a qualifier for the main event, but there's gonna be one more. All right. And uh we'll see. When when is the next card? Uh it's gonna be in December. Okay. All right. Uh so uh you were talking before about how like last year you really started gaining traction and some notoriety yeah. in the yeah. BJJ community. Um how much self promotion do you do? This is what I struggle with. So I struggle with this so hard. <laughs> this is why you're here. This, yeah, this, this is why we're here, right? We're trying to get my name out. Um, I think people know me. I think people know me in jiu-jitsu because, I mean, I fought on very high cards. I fought world champions. I trained at one of the best gyms in the world. Uh, I have high-level training partners. People know me, you know? They know who I am. But as yeah. far as, like, I have, like, 1,700 followers, and I see people following people who suck at jiu-jitsu. Or... <laughs> And, and, or they just like people you know, follow my page, so yeah, yeah. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, uh, you know, it's crazy. It's just crazy. Um, people would rather go and with the fake stuff than the real stuff, you know. And I struggle with this because at some point I have to promote myself, but at some point, where where do I draw the line between promoting myself and staying true to myself? Mm-hmm. And doing dumb shit that just doesn't make sense. I mean, how many quotes do you read on jujitsu? And you're like, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> like, do I really feel motivated by that? I mean, people like that shit. And it's like, all right, dude, you got that shit from a quote. Some quotes are good. I mean, awesome. If I put a quote up in two times in a month, you know, that's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I get that. You put a quote up once a week, twice a week, and people just like it. And there's no there's no content in that. And I don't, I don't believe it. I don't believe it because, one, 
if I know you, and I know you're putting quotes up, and I know you don't even fucking train that hard, or you don't do the things that you're saying, or, or in the quote, you know, like, yeah, yeah, it, it doesn't pull value to me. So, how am I supposed to, you know, put myself out there and and listen to that dumb shit? You know, like I'm focused on the real stuff in the sense of like, I'm not gonna stop my training session to take a fucking selfie, <laughs> you know. I, I don't take pictures. You know, That's why I, you need I, a photographer, I, bro. I know, right? Like, <laughs> I'm notoriously known to not be taking pictures because of the fact that when I'm done with training, I have a fucking hour and a half to shower, ice up, get like a fucking 15-minute nap, and then head to the next thing. Yeah. So it, while everyone else may have, you know, I, I still work. I teach. I have to still train people. I have to mm. lift. I got to do all, everything out. I don't think people really think about what goes in on a day. So when you stop to take a fucking picture, you know, you may not think of it. You think of it as like, oh yeah, it's a picture. I think of it as like, it's like fucking 10 minutes wasted. It, it, a lot of people don't realize that self-promotion is a, a separate job. It's, it's a like a own job. Yeah. Yeah. Just and like, I, just like weight cutting is its own job. Yeah. Like being able to fight well doesn't yeah. mean shit if you can't weight cut and neither of those things matter if you can't get a fight, which yeah. is where a promotion comes. Uh, I think my students have helped me out. Um, a lot just because I have a lot of students that are like really good with social media and stuff <laughs> yeah. and I've learned and I got better at it and when I post uh, I don't really like to do quotes I'll maybe put a picture up but when I put a picture up and I throw a quote in there I want to give you content so I want to show you like hey man you know you can fucking do this train hard be true to yourself you know and like give you content I don't want to put up a fucking quote that you're just going to look at and put a fucking heart and walk away you know, I want content. You know, I want to be real. I don't want to be fake. And that's what I'm struggling with a lot more lately is that I'm I'm not sorry. I'm not uh I'm I'm not I have to find a balance and I just feel like when I go into the zone where I put fucking three quotes up in a fucking month <laughs> it's such bullshit, you know? Like it's bullshit. You know, I got to look up a quote that you don't really think about those quotes. You know, you put up a All right, if you put up I put up a lyric of a song uh this artist NF I don't know if you know him. Yeah. No. Uh, but he has this he has this uh, really cool song called Grinding. And, uh, you know, he says, you know, I belong at the top 10. You know, uh, give me a name. I belong at the top 10. If uh, uh, yeah, I'm just kidding, uh, I don't care about the top 10. Uh, meet me at the bottom. Let me work for it. You know, that shit means more to me than a fucking quote. It's like, you know, lions, you know, eat sheep or they run <laughs> around. You know, I give you content like that. And, and, and it's funny because, like, people will, like, not like that, but I could put up a regular fucking post of a fucking quote, and I get more likes on that than I do my fucking shit that I give you content. So you want to be motivated. You want to know how to do this shit, you know, and and I'm not as open on, on social media, you know. Like, if only these people knew what I do and how much I've been through to get where I'm at, they would understand that, like, you know, the shit I want to give you on social media is, is real content. I don't want to, you know, give you half-ass shit. I don't want you to look at my page and be like, oh, man, this guy's just, you know, he's whatever. I want you to look at it and be like, damn, okay, I can take this. I can go. I made it to the gym. Um, do, you, do you upload uh, <clears throat> upload footage of you training at all? I upload, or is it just pictures? I upload maybe like a couple matches or like some clips. Mm. One, because I'm I'm known in the sense of like I don't want to give away the stuff I'm working on yeah, because it's a small world. Uh, I do put up some videos. Um, I've been a little bit better about like promoting my sponsors because I only believe in like the gear I have. 
Like I truly believe in it. Shout out to Virus and and Dirty White Belt. <laughs> Getting paid. Okay. Um, but um and Joe too. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh yeah, I, I, I don't it, it's hard to put those stuff on there and, and I try to find a balance. I think when I hit like maybe two thousand followers finally, maybe I'll uh, I'll upload a, a instructional or something like that. Okay. But um which is I'm trying to do. But you know, it's it's tough. You know, leading up to Kasai three, my following shot up ridiculously. After Kasai three, it it stood still. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it's just when people lose, they don't give a fuck about you. You know, it's just that's part of the game. Yeah, that's odd. That uh, I mean, uh, maybe it's not that odd. You know, you know how human nature is and how people. I don't know. Are fickle, Sometimes people lose, they gain more fans. You know, it, it's how <laughs> you lose too. You know, mm-hmm. like some people like they like go out on their shield. Yeah. Um, but it, it also depends on the stage too. You know, if yeah, you're yeah. in like MMA and you're really like in a slugfest and you lose, then you know it's people tend than to yeah. To have slugfest, yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. there's no real equivalent of the slugfest in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. You know? Well, I think there is. If it's like nonstop, amazing escapes, back and forth, and you're making oh, it you a fight, on, like, you know, like, the, yeah, like nonstop. So, yeah. I've been in those fights, and those fights, man, those fights are awesome to be in. Uh, there's no feeling like that shit where you're just like, ah, oh, man, we're fighting. Like, let's go, you know? Um, I'm highly successful, and I don't, I don't, I don't lose too much, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't lose too much. It's not me being... And that's why I'm so obsessed with not losing. Um, some, that's why sometimes you lose. But um, I, I don't have too much defeat. But the defeats I do have are very huge. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're not small fights. They're fights that like, you know, what does it matter if you win all the small tournaments and all the all the things? And then when you get on the big stage to win, you don't win. Yeah, you know, like yeah. when I was on Kasai for the eight-man tournament against world-class black belts as a purple belt, an undersized purple belt, you know? Mm-hmm. I looked at that night as a failure. Everybody else looked at it like, oh shit, you know, like he got his name out, he didn't get points scored on him, he didn't do this, you know. And but he you did, just a, see he what did you amazing, did wrong. but that's not what I wanted. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to finish, I wanted to win, I wanted to fight harder, and I didn't get to do that. And that is a loss to me. So that's, I don't think on the same level as somebody who's just like, oh, you know, you got there. Like, that's not what it's about for do, me. Do you feel like you need to do that to? continue self-motivating like do you feel like if you are say oh well even though i was undersized or whatever i still did pretty well do you think if you say that to yourself that you'll get complacent yeah i think you'll make it a i think you'll be like um it's settling it's settling for what it's settling for me it's like okay well think of it like this okay i went i, I fight in a lot of tournaments okay the only place that matters to me is winning the tournament Right? Mm-hmm. I don't care if I'm third place. I don't take pictures of third place. I don't take. I don't. You know, I'll I'll make a post say thank you or whatever, but I, and really I don't, I don't react well. I think I also I've had a I worked so hard that in the beginning I always won, so I got used to that and used to that standard. So when I would lose, it'd be fucking horrible. Yeah. And I mean lose by like I I'd still I still make podium, no matter what, most of the time. Like I say, seven to eight times out of ten I'm making podium regardless. If I'm not winning, I'm making podium. And I'm losing. If I lose, I lose to a really good competitor, not like a bad one. And that doesn't mean nothing to me because I don't think about that. Where other people are like, yeah, man, I podium, man. This is awesome. I love jujitsu. And I'm just not on that mindset. I don't think on that math frame or that level. It's not about, yeah, it's about winning and doing that. But I want to know I'm the best, man. I'm here to be the best competitor I can possibly be. And if I start doing that in my head, Oh, you know, you did it. Oh, thank God you made it. You know, stuff like that. 
it's not good. There's times you can do that. There's times I could be like, you know, like recently, you know, uh, I, I rolled the dice, I lost it, whatever. I had a lot of things I learned throughout that time frame. I'll take mm-hmm. those good things and be like, okay, this is worth it. But in no way or form am I still happy about that or will be complacent. Well, oh man, at least I showed up after all that shit I went through. Yeah. At least I showed up and I fought on the surgery and I made it to the fight. That's not that's not what it is. There may be like one point in time where that'll happen, but if you start doing that stuff, where do we draw the line? You draw the line settling for for something else. Like it's if you do that during the tournaments, okay? You have to try not to be too negative with it, but you also cannot be too complacent because then when you're training, it'll be like, you know, it'll be like, oh, you know, I worked hard. I'm not going to do my next session. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I'm tired. I want to do this. You it, know? I, I think some people ride that middle ground very well, yes. that they can be their yes. uh, toughest critic and their biggest support. Yeah. Uh, and I, I that I'm pretty good at that as I'm like, uh, you're, you did pretty well. You still have a lot of shit to fucking work on, but you, you did yeah. pretty well. Yeah, and I well. think that's okay. Yeah. I think that mindset is okay. I'm if it my, works. I'm the biggest critic part. Yeah. I'm the worst critic to myself. I don't... It's not even feeling bad. I'm just like, man, I'm so disgusted with the way you fucking performed, you know? Like, like it. it it's how... And this is a problem. It's the only thing I do. This is the only thing I'm good at on this earth that I love doing. Yeah. And I identify with my outcome and And when you identify with your outcome it severely hinders your progression and Mm. that is something i'm trying to change that i'm okay i'm I'm gonna be okay if i win or lose you know and that's okay but nothing else changes in the sense of like we prepare for a tournament you know we're going out there we're gonna win you know we're not gonna you know we're not gonna settle for anything less than a win and not settle you know to be too complacent I'm, i'm learning as I go, uh, I'm 29. You know, I started this. I started this when I was like 23, 24, right? 24. Yeah, about 24, 23 in that middle range. Um, and I learned a lot, and I'm still learning. Um, I have to make sure that my losses and my critique of myself does not hinder my future performances. So that's what I'm working on. But as far as being complacent and being like okay with winning second place and stuff like that, I'm not okay with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not okay with that. That's too that happens too often. It's too mediocre. Now, if you are don't care if your goal range is different than mine, you know, then it's different. The whole thing changes. If you're if you're going into it like, hey, uh, you know, I train this amount of time a week, I work a full job and I just wanna compete and you know, I just wanna throw it out there and like, you know, I'm not trying to be a world champion and you make fucking third place or you did good in the tournament, you're super proud. That's awesome. You should be proud that yeah. you made podium and that you made the silver medalist and them not taken away from anybody who appreciates to be on the podium. Because um, it sounds selfish of me when I do say it like that. But for me, for me personally, it's not worth it unless I win first place. Well, you have a different long-term goal. But like I, you said. I, I also put in a lot more and I put my whole life into it. Everything. I sacrifice everything. You know, you don't sleep. I don't, I, I wake up every morning and I teach students. I teach students. I train. I walk around. I come back. I honor my commitments. I'm not late to work. I'm not late to my classes. I don't miss things. I, I can name, I only ever take off from a class to go fight somewhere. It's yeah. not, and that's work. That's work. You know, people go out and they do the competitions and they fly somewhere. And then, regardless of how they do, they do a vacation out of it. They stay <laughs> extra two days out there and stuff. I don't do yeah. that. I come right back. 
I'll be on the next flight back to make my pro training session. Are you the sort of guy? Uh, do Do you go on vacation at all? Not ever? really. Oh, okay. I actually went to Vegas to coach my coach my uh, my uh, client and friend that I was working with for a while for the Master Worlds, mm-hmm. and uh, that was the most. That was two three days away from jujitsu after Kasai, which is much needed for <laughs> for a long time. And that was the only time I ever went to do anything. But that's that's it. I, I don't. Go but even up. then, it was work. Still, it, it was still yeah. work. I was still yeah. coaching for for yeah. a day, and then after that, I, I relaxed. But um, I do need to do that more. I do I do need to make some time to take time for me and I forget that sometimes. So th- these are things we're changing lately, you know? Yeah. Taking a day off on the weekend, resting a little bit more, taking care of your body a little bit more. And that, you know? that's actually something that uh, I, I've always wanted to ask the listeners too is uh, do you train when you're on vacation? Because a yeah. lot of people, they, they, they'll bring a gi with them. Yeah, I, yeah. I just went to Hawaii and I went down to uh, Gracie yeah. Technics and yeah. rolled, met Max Holloway, everybody down there. Well, it's uh, I love jujitsu. Yeah, it's my job, but, but it's I also, also a love it. It's yeah. also my anger management. Yes. So if I don't absolutely. have it, I freak out. I have to do something. I could just drill for like half an hour and I'll be okay. But I have to do something. It's just anger management for me. I have to know. It calms me down. It brings me back to centered, especially after a tournament. You know, I train. I feel better. You know, I uh, that and food. You know? <laughs> but um. Yeah, is it hard for you to stay on on diet? Too? No, man. I train. <laughs> I train too much. The weights comes off. I mean, I can eat like a sloppy pig all weekend. I'll feel like shit on Monday, but uh, <laughs> by the time Wednesday happens, I'll be back to my normal weight. Um, actually, I was thinking about that before when you said you know you were competing back to back weekends. I was like, I feel like that'd be harder than just fighting like in it a, is to maintain the weight. It is. Yeah, but I was also fighting up weight, so it didn't matter. Oh, like, okay. One forty five for me. I weighed in for Kasai uh, one forty two with all my clothes on. Damn. So for me, I wasn't even heavier than like I, I want to be heavier. I mean, I'm gonna fight in this weekend, and the weight class is one forty nine, and I'm probably gonna weigh in like one forty two or something like that. Wow. I'm not even thinking about any type of weight when I fight up a weight because I'm just like, it doesn't matter, you know? Um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I, I, I was, I've been usually successful between feather and, and, and light feather or bantam weight, if you want to call that mm-hmm. like a UFC thing. Um, but I don't mind lately. I just stopped caring so much about the weights too much because it's just more opportunities arise in the heavier weight classes. Yeah, and it seems easy for you either way. Yeah, I'm successful in both. And if we limit ourselves to just one weight class, we're not going to get all the opportunities we want. Also, it's fucking awesome to be the smaller guy and beat, our, and beat the bigger <laughs> guys up. You know, um, it takes a lot of effort. Uh, but, you know, you also have the chance for more injury. So it, it depends. That's true. It depends. I try not to do it too much. But again, I was in a different state of mind the last time. Last time, I just didn't care. And so it, it paid off. I don't know how that works, but my mind was just doesn't care. Now I'm still fighting up a little bit, but I'm not doing too much. But I, I yeah. still train with heavier training partners. You know, it's it's part of the game. Um, I think it also depends what rule set. If you give me heavy partners and we have a leg attacks and I can do things that I can't do and I absolutely, deaf, absolutely. I think it changes the game. I yeah. think I can make you worry about a bunch of other things. If you do straight IBJJF rules, it's probably going to be in favor of the bigger guy. Yeah. For sure. 100%. Yeah. You know? It's weird that IBJJF still has those limitations, don't you think? I think in the gi, I'm traditional. So I don't like helix in the gi. I don't like reaping. I think okay. IBJJF produces... What they do well is when when you play points, 
and you play no reaping, you develop a very aggressive, good competitor. And you got to think about all the competitors. They're, they're, they can, they produce, they're prestigious, but they produce people who are willing to fight for everything, everything, because of points, because of everything, okay? Now, with that said, Nogi should never have... Uh, should be no limitation on, on the leg locks, you mm -hmm. know, especially at the higher levels at black belt or brown belt, even purple. Purple and up should all be reaping and they should be doing that in Nogi. I think that's okay. I think it's more okay for Nogi. I think it makes sense. I've heard people but there argue. Has to, there has to have a balance. Yeah, I've heard people argue that that should even be allowed for blue belts as well. Yeah, yeah, it depends. Depends. More injuries are more prone to blue belts because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Absolutely. Not all of them. There's a lot of that new, great, I know great, High level blue belts that they're better than some brown belts and black belts. You know, it just depends how much you train and how much knowledge you have. Yeah, the the gym's culture too. I was uh, fortunate that the first two gyms that I was really training at, they uh, they had this this idea. Just like you know, you have to have a healthy fear of it. Yeah. But uh, you can't have healthy fear if you're not training with it at all. Then you're yeah. just constantly going to be afraid. Yeah, um, I came to a school that didn't teach me not one heel hook until I came to Unity. And even mm -hmm. when I was in there, my first, I mean, I fought so many fights without ever thinking about heel hooks and the heel hooks were allowed. I didn't even know. Uh, <laughs> and I fought, I fought through it and I was fine. But when I learned the leg locks, I got heel hooked in one fight and I think in Pennsylvania and I was like, I'll never want to get heel hooked again. <laughs> and then I fucking obsessed on it and then I, I learned how to do it and then now I'm I'm really working on that part of my game and making it uh very known. I mean that's how I won the pro qualifier. I mean I went in there and I heel hooked everyone and I'm I was not known as a heel hooker, but I, I just came in guns blazing and I leg locked all the black belts. Yeah, yeah. so you know right, we're gonna uh, go over to uh, Mickey right now. Mickey, you got a question for us? You got anything? Uh, I don't like the face that you're making. It makes me think you don't have anything good for us. Because he already answered my question. What's, that? What's the question? Can I answer it a different way? <laughs> okay. Uh, self-promotion. Self-promotion. Right. What, 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 what specific about self-promotion do you have besides what, what I said, do you think? Like, um, like it'd be awesome if you give me some tips, you know? <laughs> Help me out. Um, Mickey runs a, uh, helps to run a uh, media company. So, yes, she should have some tips on self-promotion. Well... <laughs> <laughs> I guess one of the things that actually makes um, connecting with people online enjoyable for me is to have one-on-one -on -one conversations with people who are into the things I'm into. Okay. So that might be something that yeah. makes it better for you. Not necessarily um, having to talk about yourself, but yeah. talking about jujitsu. Yeah. I, I think that's cool. I think I, I definitely need to take another route. You don't have time for that. Yeah, that's the problem is that I have to sit there. You know, man, I have to make these. I have, you know, like you can do drafts the day before. Yeah, yeah. And I have to draft it so that the <laughs> next day when that time frame comes, 12 o'clock, I can just hit send and I can just train, <laughs> you know. But it's tough because, you know, I don't sit there and document everything because it takes away from my training. I don't have time to. I don't. It sucks because I have I have so many. I have so many high level like training partners uh, and I don't I don't ever post I don't ever I don't want to make a name off of other people's names. That's how stubborn I am. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And it sucks because really it doesn't matter. You should still just like promote yourself. But um, I think uh, I think I do need to do a little bit better with the social media. But it's so hard. It's like a different game. And uh, 
I, I have this page, my friend Mel. You know, I know you know her because she's Kim Kardashian's trainer, right? Oh, shit. And it's it's uh, Mel, uh, Fit Girl Mel. And uh, she, I know her since she started training at Clockwork beforehand. And she uh, did all these, she's really good at training and learning and, and instructional and bodybuilding. And uh, she became Kim Kardashian's uh, trainer. And now she has like over 500,000 <laughs> followers. And But her content, her content is so serious. She's like one of the only pages I really love watching because she breaks it down. Mm -hmm. Her diets, she has her own little highlights of the stories about motivation about this. So if you want motivation, you click this one. If you want this one, you click this one. Diet and advice, it, workout yeah, advice. Everything. Yeah, everything. Yeah. And then she does her stories and she documents and stuff. Of course, she has... A, Oh, so many followers that I'm sure she has people helping her do all this that now. But I don't be, yeah. think that that was always the case. But the way she structured her Instagram is ridiculous. Mm. And so I want to do something like that. Like, I want to come in and have, like, hey, introduction. Yeah, we're good. I, we're good. I have yeah. introductions in my, my page. I have an idea of what I want to do. It's really just me sick, taking the time to sit there and make every single minute video for half an hour so that you guys can, like, click my page and see the link and stuff. But, you know. It's part of it being lazy too, you know. Sometimes I have to. I, I, it's true. It's true. I, I probably could make some time for it on the weekend to do that and restructure the Instagram. But again, it goes to like uh, on my weekend. My I get to rest after five o'clock. Yeah, yeah. You know, on a weekend. So the day I'm supposed to like relax. I'm five o'clock. Like I'm doing the podcast during the time I'm supposed to sleep right now. <laughs> oh, you know, shit. or or do a private tomorrow. I have privates in the beginning of the morning from eight to like I'm booked to eight to like twelve something. Damn. And then I still have to go train and and then and do other things. Um, and I probably won't even get to relax today because I have to get body work to keep my body good. Damn. Well, so it's a lot. Well, I appreciate oh, you yeah. taking the time of out of your day and out of your nap time. Yeah, man. To cool. talk with us. I it's so I appreciate it because you guys are helping me out. Um. It, you know it's cool for me uh, i also like being busy anyway it's like it's like that <laughs> weird thing where like you go to relax and you're like yeah this is this is not normal i don't I mean, get that i like I, relaxing no, i like man. sitting on the couch for a little bit watching you know, some food network you know the craziest thing <laughs> for me is like a day off to me is like missing a pro training like i can train in the morning teach and then not do nothing the rest of the day that's a day off to me yeah that's a day off to me because i still like to be active i like to train i I love it and I love teaching and I love doing those things. And my whole goal when I came into jujitsu was prove myself, prove everybody else wrong. Mm. And I don't think I'm running off that anymore. I'm still running off that, off the anger and shit when I was young. And, and the anger's still there, but uh, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm to the point now where I'm a little past that and I'm, I'm, Focusing on being the best me, being the best competitor, and inspiring others that have went through what I went through yeah. to know that they have a place and they can do anything they want in the world. And that's all you could ask for, man. I appreciate you coming in, yeah, man. Thank you. Uh, plug your uh, Instagram or social media or anything else you want to plug. Yeah. Get listeners uh, to see so, where you're at. Uh, follow me on Instagram. It's uh, at Juni underscore BJJ. Very easy to find. Juni yeah. underscore BJJ. J-U-N-N-Y? Uh, J-U-N-N-Y underscore BJJ. Very, very easy. It's it, The page is going to be awesome. It's good content. It's real content. And you'll get real jujitsu from me, for somebody who actually does everything he says he's going to do. 
Yeah, and and uh, where can we find more about uh, Unity? Uh, so you can go to Unity at Unity uh, UnityJujitsu dot com, mm-hmm. uh, and you can look at that. I think it's UnityJujitsu dot com or UnityJujitsuSchool dot com. Okay, and you can plug Unity into. We're the only Unity here, so you can plug it in. <laughs> You'll find it, I promise. Uh, you have instructor's page, schedule, everything you need to know. Try, come try to class. Uh, at least try it once. You'll, you'll love it. All right, man. Yo, thanks so much Thank for you. coming through. And uh, you're going to be fighting this weekend? Next uh, weekend? I'm going to fight next weekend. Uh, Nogi Pans at City College. Uh, I think believe Saturday or Sunday. Uh, if you're in, in the area, you can check me out. Uh, hit me up. Uh, give me a follow on Instagram. Uh, it's gonna be awesome. I'm going up a weight to uh, to to revisit uh, a match I lost previously. All right, uh, that's, that's my hope. That's uh, the 22nd, right? That is the 15th. Oh, the 15th. 16th. Oh, okay. So this very next weekend. All right. Yeah. So this will be out just before then. Yeah. So uh, okay. listeners, if you're interested, go to Juni's uh, Instagram page. You can find more information there. Thanks a lot, brother. Thank you. And for everybody out there listening, uh, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Super Up a Punch. Peace. Thank you.